Welcome back to another episode of the Nurse Man Dan Show. I am your host, as always, Nurse Man Dan. Um, tonight we're talking about death, uh, people dying, people's hearts stopping. Because I, d- I don't think it's something we think about as people enough, honestly. Which is weird because it's something that everybody does. There's there's not a single person on this earth that isn't going to die. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how little you have. It doesn't matter what car you drive or what car you don't drive. We all are going to die. Now, the reason that I want to talk about this tonight um, is just a couple of things that have happened <clears throat> with a few of the patients and actually a, a worker an employee at uh, a an assisted living facility that I go to see patients in from time to time. So I, I'm sure most of you can tell that I I do believe in God, that there is something after death. Um, there is no other option in my opinion. That's just what it is. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago, uh, it was shortly, I mean, it was probably like during my divorce, after my divorce, I really got back into, uh, you know, my faith, religion. Um, I was raised Roman Catholic, you know, I mean, just like anybody else who grew up going to church with their parents, you know, you go in on Sunday, you wake up early, you don't want to, um, you have to get dressed up in clothes that you don't want to wear that your mom makes you wear. And then you go and you sit somewhere where you're supposed to be quiet for an hour. And they just talk about, you know, this guy. I mean, I was telling my dad this not too long ago that like, I I guess I didn't realize, I mean, I realized, but I didn't really realize that like the, you know, these stories and all this stuff from the Bible, it's not like somebody just made it up, at least in my opinion. Like this guy was a real person on earth walking around that did these things, right? Um, so anyways, uh, you know. After my divorce or going through it, obviously everybody kind of gets down if you've been through a divorce, Um, you know, and you just start kind of browsing and you get into that YouTube wormhole where, you know, you go online and type in, you know, uh, whatever, whatever you type in on YouTube at that time, what what, what was I probably looking up at, Um, you know, how to make sure you you don't lose everything in the divorce. I, I I don't know what it was I was looking up, but you get sucked into this wormhole, right? You start with one thing and then on the side, you see all these other things. And somehow I ended up on um, near-death experiences. Exp- Lord, near-death experiences. Now, um, before let me before I get too much into that, in the Bible... The Bible that I read, um, it, it says that heaven and hell are real and that heaven is the same for everybody, right? It's There's no class system, so there's no rich, there's no poor. Everybody's in perfect harmony. It's nothing but love and all that good stuff, right? Hell, on the other hand, um, there are some similarities like pits of lava, fire, punishment forever and ever, right? Um, 
But it's also, even in the Bible, it says, you know, hell is different for each person. It's not, you know, somebody who spends their entire life murdering people uh, with no remorse, I guess, will, if, if they don't ask for forgiveness anyways, will spend life being punished, you know, with the flames, but also with whatever, however they live their lives. Like their, their punishment would be different from somebody who was a drunkard their entire life, somebody who was uh, lazy, somebody who was selfish their entire life. You know, it's different for everybody. Um, so anyways, I'm on YouTube and I'm looking up whatever I was looking up and on the side and down the road, I ended up uh, getting into people just talking about near-death uh, experiences. And I'm, I'm telling you, it, it blew my mind hearing the things I heard, but not just hearing the things I've heard, but then also going to my job and talking to people that have had experiences or talking to staff, like I mentioned, that have heard from other people that have had experiences and they're saying the same thing, right? So when I was looking at these videos, and you can look them up, just go on YouTube, Type in uh, near-death experience, you know, saw heaven, near-death experience, saw hell, whatever you want to type in, some form of that, you'll find it. And there's people of every race, every gender, there's only two, but, you know, they're, they're all there. It's not discriminatory in any sense of the matter. Um, so one th the thing I saw that's, to me, it's just, it's very powerful, I guess, is that uh, when these people have these near-death experiences, like um, there was a lady who was riding a bicycle. She was like middle-aged and a car hit her and then tried to get away and it dragged her something like 60 yards, like broke all of her up. I mean, she was all tore up. Um, and she was saying that as she was being dragged under the car and she felt her bones breaking and her skin being ripped off, it, <laughs> she, she saw this, it like went dark and then she saw this incredible light. Uh, the way, if I remember correctly, that she explained it was that it was the brightest light you could ever how did she say it? If if somebody on earth saw this light with their eyes, they would be blinded. It's so bright that no no human could stare at this. Um, and she said she saw this beautiful light, right? And um, and that was one thing she saw. And then the, the next two things are really big to me. Uh, the first thing is she said, I felt this overwhelming sense of unconditional love right and like i've like i've said before guys there's only in this world on earth there's only two types of real love and that's between parent and child parent and child not between parent and spouse because you know i mean i still i still love my ex-wife um, and I, I will always love my daughter, but you know, if my ex-wife, I don't know, 
you know, did something and got, I don't, I don't know what would happen, but I'm not going to have that same care. I mean, I guess I will because she's the mom of my child. I wouldn't want anything bad to happen to her. But, you know, if my daughter, if I tell my daughter to do something and she says, you know, no, or, uh, I don't like you right now, you know, whatever little kids say, because they don't know what they're saying, even though that's pretty hurtful. Like I, it doesn't change the way I feel about her at all. My daughter, right? Nothing she can do is ever going to change how much I love her. I think about her every day. Um, it's the best part of my life and I don't know what I was doing prior to having a child. Um, do I think about that like that way about my ex-wife? No, I don't, which is my point. There, until you create life and that's part of you, you just don't understand what that is. Money penny. Um, she's, she's having a baby soon. And, um, I'm like, I'm excited for her because it's, it's cool. It's really cool when you experience that. And I'm talking like I've had, you know, 30 children. Uh, I've got one. I'd love to have 30 children. I'd love to have 30 little girls. If I could find a woman to give me 30 and I had the money to do it. Um, you know, it's great. It's my, it's the best thing ever. Um, but so the, back to the, the lady who's being dragged under the car. Um, so she said she felt this overwhelming sense of love. Um, and then the next thing she said was that she felt home, home, right? Uh, she said, I think if I remember correctly, she said she had a couple of children, um, a little bit older than my daughter, but not like full grown at all, still living at home. And she said it clear as day. She had absolutely no desire to come back here. She was home. She explained it like this was um, almost like watching through like a black and white TV, like going from VHS to 8K. Like, whoa, that was all fake. This is where I belong. And it was so real to her that she did not want to come back. I'm not going to get into every story that I've heard. Um, but I'm just going to give the basics. So that is almost verbatim the same story that every single person that has the experience and they go to where I assume to be heaven. That's where That's what they say super bright light that you're, you can look at and it's, it's amazing. Uh, this overwhelming sense of love and a feeling of home that none of us have ever known before. Okay. Now remember, like I said, in the Bible says that heaven is, it's perfect for everybody. There is no, you know, somebody's does something, somebody's richer or somebody's poor. There is none of that there, right? Hell, on the other hand, is different. It is based on how you've lived your life. And um, so when I've watched, I've watched quite, quite a few of these. And when I tell you that I've seen, you know, teenage, teenagers, young children, um, all the way up to people almost, you know, on obviously on their deathbed, but um, closer to actually pulling the, the being done, being dead is what I'm fucking talking about. Uh, these people that have the experience that they talk about where they go to hell is 
terrifying to me. And the reason is because not only does each one of these people always, there's only one similarity really um, across the board with these people, and that is the, the fire, the pits, people screaming in pain um, with no chance, no hope of ever leaving. Um, you know, I saw one, it was a, 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 a teenage boy who had, you know, was involved in some thug ass shit and ended up getting popped and had a near death experience. And this dude, I mean, like, you know, he might've been 15, 16 doing some shit. He knows he shouldn't have been doing. He got popped for it and it almost killed him. And his mom, I guess when he came out, he was like freaking out and like told his mom this. And his mom was the one that said, you need to tell the world what you saw. And I'm watching him and it took him like 15 minutes to, to even get like the first word out. I mean, he was like really, I mean like he, you know, this hardcore gangster kid, whatever to, to where he was almost shut up. Like he was crying and you know, the stuff he said he saw and you just, y'all need to look these up. I don't understand how I can tell people, you know, I mean, it's true. This world is run by the fucking devil, right? I'm pretty sure in the Bible, the only time I can remember that Jesus actually got mad was when they were dealing with money and shit inside of the temple on um, Passover. Remember, he said, five, flip the tables over. And he said, you know, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give Jesus what is God, what is God, right? And you just look around today. This world is run by money. Everything is money. Anything bad in this world is man-made bad. Nothing good, uh, nothing, uh, nothing bad can come from goodness, if that makes sense. If you were a perfect person, you wouldn't do anything bad. But none of us are perfect. I admit, like, yeah, I get, I'm not perfect, obviously. Um, so I'm like, you know, I've I've watched a bunch. I've seen, you know, that that teenager. He was crying. I've seen middle-aged men. Everybody that tells these stories tears up at some point, and either it's happy tears or it's sad tears. Um. But the difference is, is when the people that go up start to cry, you see them smiling like they miss it so much, like they cannot wait to go back because this, because they've, they've seen this is not where we are supposed to be. This is not where we will end up. And the people that, you know, don't, I mean, every one of them seems to have changed their life. The ones that have had those, um, the, the negative, the, uh, you know, trips. Um, so, and I, I just don't think enough people have either seen these. I don't think enough. I think we are getting further away from God in this world day by day. I wouldn't be surprised if the end of the world is coming. I wouldn't say, I would not be surprised if you know, all the shit that's going on over, over there with Russia and Ukraine, all this stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if Putin has cancer, which I think he does. 
He goes nuts towards the end when he knows it's coming, and he decides to shoot off a nuke. I mean, like, I don't see why not. He's a terrible person. He's killed probably thousands of people at no cost to him. He's ruined the lives of people. He's, you know, he's taken children away from their parents. He's killed mothers. He's killed fathers. Like, dude's bad, right? Um, and I don't even want that dude to go to hell. I don't want anybody to go to hell. That's how, that's how much I, one, believe it's actually a physical place you will go. We will go. Uh, but two, that, like, it's forever. Like, forever and ever. And it's like, you know, when people are like, I don't, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. I'm going to do what I want. It's like, you know, what did my mom used to say? It, you know, wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up faster, right? Like, but at that token, like, if, if, if at the end of the day, when I close my eyes for the final time and I don't wake up and there's nothing, I'm just a fucking dead dude in the ground and nothing matters, then cool, the way I've lived my life doesn't matter. Except people will remember me as either being, you know, however they want to remember me. They enjoyed me, they didn't. Like, that'll just be it, right? Hitler just died. He's just a guy that did some terrible shit. He's just done, right? I That can't be correct. I, I don't believe that in this, in this world that there are people, that, unfortunately, that suffering is never going to go away. Like, there are going to be terrible things that happen across this earth forever, and it's all because of man and greed and money. This world could be a utopia, but nobody is willing to do what they have to do. And I understand it. I like my air conditioning. I like having a second room. Second room, that's right. Some of y'all probably thought I was living it up in uh, a big house. No, no, no. I got two bedrooms, two bathrooms. It's great, right? And the bedroom is for my daughter who's here, you know, most weekends. But I have that empty room in there for the most part during the week. And when I drive to work, I see homeless people. And like literally, I've thought like, you know, maybe I should go over there and ask this guy. Like, I don't know what he did. I don't know why he's homeless, but that is somebody's son or daughter, right? And it is 100 fucking degrees outside. Like if I was there, if I was in his shoes and I... You know, maybe I lost my daughter and maybe they moved away. And I, I, you know, who knows what happened to put me in that situation where I went from being nurse man, Dan, to being homeless uh, and begging for money on the road. I, I don't care what these people are doing. All I know is that like either they're lying and they're great actors, which people do, you know, and I would pray for them to, to not do that because that's shitty. Um, but the ones that are out there because... They're, they, they fucked up somehow in life or they don't, you know, they didn't have a mom and dad to guide them along the way, or they didn't have God. They made bad choices that put them where they are. I don't look at them like, wow, look at this loser. Look at this bunch, go get a job, fucker. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people do. A lot of times I'll look at them and like, cause you know, I don't carry cash one. Um, but I usually don't have, I mean, like I don't have cash to give them. And I don't know if that's the best thing to give them anyways, but um, I remember this summer, actually, it was a, we had a couple of weeks where it was super hot, like hot as balls and like just miserable. And there was a homeless man 
at the uh, up the street on the corner begging. And um, he's a younger guy. And it was just so hot. And I just rolled him. I was like, hey, man, I don't have any. I have no cash. Um, but I was like, look, I've got an extra bathroom. I've got clean towels. I've got a washing machine and a dryer. I said, how long are you going to be here today? And he's like, I'll be here for a few more hours. I was like, look, I got to go see a few people for work because I'm a nurse man, Dan. And I said, if you're here when I get back, I'm going to pick you up, go get you cleaned up. I'll cook dinner for you. And then you need, you know, get on your way. And like, just that, I mean, that guy looked like some, like, it's, it's hard to explain like that little gesture there. And then when I came back after seeing, he was gone. So it didn't happen. But me offering, t- taking that, not to just, hey, here's a few bucks, you know, loser. Instead of, and I looked at him like, hey, what if that was my brother? What if that was, you know, a family member, a friend of mine? Would I want somebody, you know, driving by and giving them the look? No, I'd, I'd say, you know what? He actually is a good dude. He just made some bad choices that he can't get back from. Maybe give him a shower. Maybe give him a meal, right? It's not that hard, but we don't do that as, uh, for the most part. Everybody lives these selfish lives now. Everything's about money, sex, and power. I mean, that's it. Look at the shows that are on TV. Look at, um, look at the clothes some of these women slash girls are wearing today. Are you kidding me? Some of these young girls are wearing some shit that if I caught my daughter wearing that, her ass would be so torn up from my hand. And like parents are just letting them do it. Anyways. So I'm over at the assisted living facility and I asked this, the director of nursing, I'm leaving. This is like yesterday, the day before. And I'm like, hey, you ever, you ever have anybody that almost died, has a near death experience and has they ever say anything to you? And she was like, yeah, it's happened a few times actually. And I was like, I just sat down in her office. I didn't even ask if I could. <laughs> I was just like, tell me about it. Like what happened? And she got kind of a lot, you know, she kind of got like, mm, I don't know if I really want to talk about it. And I was like, why? Because somebody saw a, a super bright light in a tunnel and they felt home. And she like looked around like, who the fuck told you that? And I was like, no, 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 no. Tell me, is that what they said? And she was like, yes, that is exactly what they said. And she was like, why do you, how did you know that? And I'm like, I'm telling, and I told her about the Bible and what it says. And this woman, like, I, I think I'm going to try to get her on the show. You know, I, I, I think when I told her that she realized like, oh sh- shit, maybe there's, there's something to it. And it felt, anyways, it felt good. Like maybe, you know, if she was living a life a certain way and I could have any kind of influence to help her live a better life you know, a, a kinder, more loving life, then I was happy to do that. Um, so the, um, what's the other, the other person I was going to talk about? I don't know if I mentioned the lady I saw a couple weeks ago, they sent me out to go do a nursing evaluation on her. And, you know, I mean, she's fucking didn't need nursing, uh, per usual. And, um, her husband had died, you know, 15 years ago or something like that. They've been married like 60 something years. Um, and she even said like, I mean, they were both religious believers, whatever you want to call them. Um, but he, she said that he was 
just with work and, you know, money was tight. He was always under a lot of stress. He wasn't in a great mood all the time because he felt like he wasn't providing the life that he thought he should be for his wife, right? Um, I mean, it's got to be a terrible feeling. Like, to, to have the person you love, and even if they don't feel that way, if you feel like you are not... You're not everything that they signed up for. You're not doing what you promised when you put that ring on. Like, you're going to feel like shit. Like, that's like letting somebody down, right? So she was just saying that, like, you know, he wasn't, he was, he wasn't a dick, but he was just under stress and he just had this grief about him, about, you know, not being able to do, I guess, what he thought he could have done in his time. Um, and I just remember this lady was uh, 90, early, late 80s, maybe. And I could tell that nobody's ever asked her this kind of stuff. Um, and she started getting teary-eyed. And I was like, hey, we don't have to talk about it. I was just, you know, I was just curious. It's okay. Um, do you need anything? And she was like, no. She was like, I'm just really glad you brought this up. She's like, I wanted to, I've been wanting to tell somebody this, but I didn't know how to explain it. And I was like, tell me what? And, um... She said, you know, like I said, my husband just was under a lot of stress for all his life. He worked all his life and then he died. He was born, grew up poor, worked his entire life and, and then was dead. Like, you know, unfortunately, that's the way a lot of people's lives go. Um, but she said, because he died in the house with her. She said uh, when he died, like the the moments, she, I mean, she even said like, minutes leading up to his heart stopping forever. She said that was the most beautiful her husband had ever looked. She said there was something going on with him that she had never seen before. And I was just like, that's, he's already, he's already done here. He's already done and fine. He's done with this hellhole of a world we live in. And now he's in perfect health and he's sad that you're sad. I just, for somebody who to lose their loved one of 60 years and to tell me who's never met this lady before um, to tell me like that he was just like an angry guy for most of his life because of what was going through. And then to tell me that minutes before he died, she had never seen him better looking than that. Like that's powerful fucking shit, guys. If it's not, then I don't know what to tell y'all. Maybe y'all need to go to church. I need to go church. You know, this is the part of healthcare that I don't think people, I, I don't look for credit in anything, but like this is, this shit's hard. I mean, it's really hard when you go and you see people and most of the people we see don't have much longer to go anyways. Um, they maybe could have longer to go, but the way we've treated them medically throughout their life, um, and obviously the choices that they've made have put them where they're at. I mean, on top of the fact that, you know, like I said, we're born to die. We are all going to die. So it's not, it's not anything anybody can avoid. Um, but other than, I wouldn't even say police, I'd say military and only military that are, you know, going to com combat roles or support medical roles. Uh, I don't know of another job where you are with people I mean, constantly, uh, and you get to know them over an extended period of time and then they die. 
Like, tell me another job. I'm sure there are some, but like, I mean, like, I, I would say that to me is the hardest part of nursing. I don't, I don't think going to be a doctor is hard. I don't think being a nurse is hard. I don't think being, um, a, you know, a, a surgeon is hard. I just think it's like being motivated to do what you want to do. I think for the most part, everybody's fairly intelligent. And if you just, you know, put your mind to what you want, I think you could accomplish it for the most part. Some people are born to shitty situations and that's a whole other story. But, um, but I mean, day in and day out, like people are dying and we're, we are the runs runs. We are the ones around them. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I, I don't know if there are other nurses out there that like f- physically feel bad when somebody else passes away. I mean, I told you all about when I was in the ER. Every time I'd ball and everybody else would be out in the room, like go get another drink, they'll laugh. I just didn't understand that. Like you only get one life and afterwards there's no second chances. And it just bothers me that it's such a frivolous kind of thing today. Like it's um like like it doesn't matter. Like we're not I don't know, I don't know what the word is. I just feel like we as a civilization across the world are are just plotting our way to the end. We don't take care of people medically. We wait until they get sick and then we get them hooked them on, you know, we get them hooked on on drugs so that the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies and the hospitals can make money. Like money runs this world. And that's why I, I don't think it's ever going to get better, unfortunately. That's why I'm like, you know, maybe the end times are coming. Like, I don't understand it. There's, you know, we got people being murdered all over the world. We got children going hungry. You know, you've got people going to work every day, trying to do a good job, still not making ends meet, still, uh, you know, living check by check. And then you've got people that could work, but have decided not to. And we've just continued to give them checks. Like this, it's a non-working system, the way this world is run. It's, it's, we're running it into the ground. And a big reason, uh, you know, that it's going this way is because we are, we're becoming a, uh, uh, at least in this country, a people who tolerate subpar behavior. I mean, I think the way, and these are all just my opinions, this might not even be like, it's, it's got to be. It just makes so much sense. So like, I feel like healthcare started with, you know, you had people on this earth that were otherwise healthy and you had a couple people in the beginning that were, were sick maybe, right? So you had enough people that were healthy that they were like, yeah, we can, yeah, we'll take care of you, right? Here you go. Your, your, your tummy hoots or whatever. You stubbed your toe, whatever it is. Like, yeah, go sit down for a minute. We'll take care of, uh, you know, the farming and the hunting and the building of fire so we don't die, right? And that was fine. Like, and then they come back and then they'd be back in the group and everybody working again. But I think what happened at some point is you got 
a couple people that got sick maybe a couple times and they realize, hey, like I can just sit on my ass all day and these people are just going to keep helping me. I don't have to, I don't have to go do that work and y'all just going to take care of me. Well, why the fuck would I go to work? This is sweet, right? Like that's where we're at now. I know nurses. I know nurses that when COVID came, they quit their jobs. They got an unemployment check because they were making more on unemployment than they were as a nurse. What are we doing, guys? Anybody out there who's listening that has a job, do you enjoy going to work every day? And if you do, that's fantastic. But most of you do not enjoy going to work every day. Most of you would rather be doing something else. I know I would. But we don't. And where does some of that money go? It goes to help these people who, who don't want to help themselves. And, and that's why I'm saying it's a, it's a failed system. It keeps growing. We keep getting more out of shape. Uh, it's not about real love. We don't really love anybody. We don't take care of people. We just treat their symptoms um, and then give them a new iPhone. Like, what are we doing? Anyways, I know this has been a, a probably a depressing episode. I don't really care. This is what I felt like talking about. The last, <clears throat> good Lord, excuse me, um, story that I uh, was going to bring up was this lady I went to see. I had never met her before, and I just saw her a couple days ago. And I get there, live in a very nice neighborhood. The husband answered the door, and um, they've been, I don't know, they've been married fucking forever. And he was like, yeah, she'll be out. She'll be out in a minute. She's just trying to trying to get out of the bed to come out here. And so I'm talking to him, and I see her come out, and she just looked like shit she looked she she looked like the end of her life was or had already happened i mean she looked dead and she came out with a a, a weird she was giving off this weird energy and like i had seen like in the chart like um you know patient uh, worried about you know if this next treatment sorry treatment doesn't work about what's going to happen and I don't, I don't hold back. Like I, people probably think like I don't, but I mean, I really do just say what I say, especially to my patients. Um, so like I got there and I saw that note and I was like, how are you doing X, Y, Z? And then I just shut the computer and I looked at her and I said, are you worried about dying? And she kind of like was like, what? And I'm like, are you worried about dying? And she was like, um, you know, a little bit, I got kids and I got, and I said, are you, are you religious? Are you a believer? And she, you know, she said, yeah. And I said, what are you worried about? I said, do you really believe? Does anybody listening who really believes, uh, that there is a heaven and hell and that if you do what we're supposed to do, you ask for forgiveness you'll go to heaven, then why are any of it? I'm telling you, this is going to sound weird. I cannot wait for me to close my eyes for the final time. I mean, like, 
you're just we're just in this grind of wake up, go to work, come home, do whatever you gotta do, and then go back to work. Like that's your life. I mean, that's that's life. Way back when, I mean, you would work, but you'd be around families that move away. You would stay together. And now we're moving across the countries. We're away from our families. And all we do is work because that's what's important. And that's not what's important. What's important is taking care of each other, treating everybody with respect, kindness, no matter even if you got different, you know, different views. I've told y'all on here, I've got very strong views on things. And I know plenty of people that don't agree with, but I, I don't hate them and I can have a conversation with them. I, I, I think that's where I'm going to start. Um, I think that's where this show is going to end up going. Obviously. I mean, honestly, because on the next one, I don't want to bore you. I know this was just kind of an off topic show, but the next show I'm going to give you, because uh, I had a, a listener ask me, well, what, what is your what is your plan? You know, you talk about all this medical stuff and how it's so shitty, but we don't hear like what your plan would be. And I'm telling you, you're not going to like my plan, but if, if, if somebody said, Hey, nurse man, Dan, can you fix medicine in this country today? I'd say, yeah, yes, I can. I can fix healthcare in this country. And they're going to say, well, we've been trying to do it forever. Uh, you know, how are you going to do it? And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And I'll just, the first thing is, is that some people are going to have to perish, unfortunately. Uh, and a lot of people are going to have to suffer. That's step one. Going back to my daughter touching the stove three times in a row. Okay. As adults, uh, anyways, next episode, guys, we're gonna, um, I'm gonna give you my plan to save healthcare in this country. A lot of you aren't gonna like it. Um, I don't care. I don't care. This is the only place I can go and talk about what the hell I want to talk about because everybody else blows me off or thinks it's like pointless. And I'll tell you, the more I'm like, doing this job, the more I'm thinking like, maybe this isn't the career for me. I just don't know if I can physically continue to go do a job that I just don't believe in anymore. You know, and friends, even family members have said like, you know, I know you want things to change, but you know, this is just the way of the world. And it's like, what the fuck is that? That's why the world is like it is. Because there's that many people saying, well, that's just the way it goes. Instead of standing up and saying, no, this is wrong. I don't care who the fuck I offend. I mean, that's, that's what we need to do. But we're not doing it. We've become a, 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 a land of Nancys who is offended by everything. And we just roll over for, for people with, a, a, you know... Uh, differing views because we're scared that if we offend them, you know, we'll be in trouble now. It's this crazy world. Once again, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I know it was all over the place again, but like tonight, when you lay down, when you close your eyes, even if you don't believe, 
you know, just like my mama said, it's better to, you know, or not better, wish in one hand and shit in the other. See which one fills up faster. I don't know if that makes any fucking sense. (laughs) What I'm saying is, say your prayers. You know, I would rather uh, live my life the way that they want, he wants, and there be nothing afterwards than to do what I want and then there to be consequences. Anyways, take it easy. Good morning, good evening, good night, good whatever the hell time it is you listened. Uh, tune in next week for uh, the Nurse Man Dan show. I will be giving my, uh, you want to fix healthcare? Uh, I'm going to fix it for you. You may put money in your pockets. I'm going to fix it for you. The only people that are going to be hurt are the ones that don't want to participate. They don't want to be functioning members of society for the most part. I am not saying everybody. I'm not saying that everybody that can't work is a POS. I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm saying a lot of them are. I'm saying that we keep people alive too long. We weren't supposed to live this long. Anyways, have a fantastic evening. Um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Shout at me. Holler at me. Um, Let me hear from you. Good night.